0: And we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Steril Glass from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and Game Source. Thank you so much for listening to all of our great shows. Well, he's back again to talk some more NFL football. It's the man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out on the Twitter, at Chris L. Sports. He's our man from Inside Sports because he's on the inside. It is Chris Sardieri, and Chris, always great to have you back on the program.
1: Gerald, likewise, thank you. Um, I'm glad to be back and glad uh, we still got some football to talk about during these barren days in professional and collegiate sports.
0: Yes, there is a little bit of football that we're going to go ahead and cover on today's show, and I really think that there's a lot of still things that need to be sorted out when it comes to free agency And the first place I want to start is, well, or was, with the Carolina Panthers because they recently released Cam Newton. Obviously, they felt that that experiment with Cam Newton and at the heights he played, he was at an MVP level. And unfortunately, after two shoulder surgeries, just didn't seem to be something that they were interested in pursuing as far as continuing him on the team. Cam Newton is now out of Carolina Where does he go from here?
1: It's a good question. I mean, you know, the uh, people out there in the media love to speculate that Bill Belichick would take a chance on him, but I don't see that as a logical spot. I know the Patriots need a quarterback, but Belichick's going to do what he wants. And uh, while Cam's got a a great book of record, as it were, in his career, coming off uh, another shoulder surgery, I, I don't know how he is physically. There's been some theories he might go to the Chargers even if they draft a quarterback. Is Tyrod Taylor a guy who could be a placeholder for a year? I'm not sure. But the jobs seem to be dwindling. And unfortunately, with this pandemic with coronavirus going on, it's not like he can even get a workout right now. So he's kind of in this unusual state of limbo.
0: That's true. It, so we're not sure exactly what the... Full health status is for Cam Newton, but he should be a wanted commodity out there on the open free agency market. I would think at least a couple teams, maybe in LA with the Chargers, after letting go Philip Rivers.
1: I think that makes the most sense. What's going to happen is I don't think a team's going to make a move on him until after the draft. Uh, The Chargers, I believe they're sitting at six. Uh, Take someone like a Justin Herbert, or if Tua does indeed fall that far, could he be in play? So. If you draft a quarterback of the future, really you're only signing Cam to maybe a one-year, two-year deal. Does he want to be eventually a backup or a mentor to a young quarterback? I'm not sure. I do think if he is healthy and fully rehabilitated and recovered and gets the arm strength back, that uh, what we could see is a kind of like a Ryan Tannehill situation this past year. or Maybe he goes in as a backup or challenges someone at some point and – If he is indeed healthy, I think a team could get a steal with him, but that's a big if at that point.
0: It is definitely a big if, and I agree with you on that. So the future does remain a little bit unknown for Cam Newton, and I'll tell you what, I think he still can provide some winning football out there for a team that sorely needs it. Like you said, it could be a one- or two-year deal, but I think he still has some football left in him that he could be productive at a high level. I believe that once he gets everything back in order, as far as the shoulders are concerned, he can still play some winning football. I really think that he could be something, especially with the fact that, you know what, he hasn't lost too much of his speed. He can still run as a quarterback and gain you some yardage. So he's still, to me, in my opinion, a very good dual threat quarterback.
1: Completely agree. And, you know, the other team that I kind of thought might have a shot with as a reunion with his former coach, Ron Rivera in Washington with the Redskins. Um, not quite sure if Dwayne Haskins has a future there. Um, but interestingly, this kind of slipped below the radar. Uh, he did get an ex-Panthers quarterback. They traded Kyle Allen, who some would thought would be a, a serviceable starter in this league. It looks like at the very least uh, he'll be back with Rivera as a, at least a, a good backup quarterback on that roster. But, that's something else maybe a little bit more of a long shot but uh, potentially could something play out there if Haskins gets dealt
0: that's true and I agree with you what you're saying as far as the NFL draft possibly looking at Cam Newton and where he will be positioned as far as a team is concerned because after the draft we're seeing as much in these mox drafts as many as four quarterbacks taking the top 10 so we could see where the need for Cam Newton lies a lot greater after the draft, and we'll be talking about the draft here in a sec. But there's one other, uh, I guess, high-profile named quarterback that's out there, and that's Jameis Winston, who obviously, uh, you know, got kicked to the curb when Tom Brady was signed as a free agent by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is looking for a home as well, although his status is much more uncertain. Because you're getting someone who I said, I think on our last show, that I, I really think he's a gunslinger in the mold of a Brett Favre where he's just going to sling it and is so in love with his arm, he'll just try to go ahead and squeeze it squeeze it through any hole he could possibly get through as far as the defense is concerned. And that obviously leads to some miraculous touchdowns. But as we've seen over the course of the past couple of years and including this past season, that means a tremendous amount of interceptions as well 30 to 30 i think as far as the td to interception ratio and that's not very good
1: no it's not and i I think he's another guy with newton being a free agent that kind of diminishes his opportunities too so at this point i'd venture to say winston will be a backup somewhere at some point maybe with the potential to play or earn a starting spot or or fill in if a starter gets hurt one thing that i'm going to throw out there and, and i'm thinking of coach and older quarterback and maybe a fit where someone can work with him. What about the Saints? They just lost Teddy Bridgewater as their backup. I know there's talk that Taysom Hill could play as quarterback in the NFL, but uh well I like what he does in small doses. I don't know if long term he's an NFL starter, but you figure you put him behind a quarterback guru, uh Sean Payton, he can maybe learn a little thing or two from Breeze. And you know, Breeze doesn't have a lot left. Maybe one to two more years tops and uh potentially Winston could learn under him and maybe eventually resurrect his career with the Saints. You saw it work for Teddy Bridgewater. So that
0: definitely could be the case. He throws for yardage. He gets a lot of yards. He'll get you a lot of TDs. It's just his you know, willingness to go ahead and put everything on the line and just go try to go ahead and get those, those throws in there in the tight spaces that makes everybody, at least the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans over the course of the past couple of years, really just wince every time he threw the ball because he never knew it was going to end up in his own receiver's hands or the defense's hands as far as where it was going. So I agree with you. I think he's going to have to prove himself all over again as a backup this time around, which for him and his original lofty status as a premier draft choice, how the times have fallen for him.
1: They definitely have. And what's surprising to me is, I honestly thought both of these guys would have been a better option than what the Bears did trading for Nick Foles. Nothing against Nick Foles, guy won a Super Bowl, but when you got two quarterbacks of this caliber literally out on the street and you don't have to give up any draft picks, it's just free agents. Kind of surprised the Bears, I don't want to say tip their hand or maybe overreacted so soon, but then again, Ryan Pace is the same guy who traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky at second, uh, getting fleeced by John Lynch in the process of the 49ers. So I shouldn't be shocked, should I? Mitchell
0: Trubisky had to get on the show. I I think eventually his future, unless he proves it by next season, that he can be a week-in, week-out, dependable quarterback, that he will be on the outs at some point in time in the not-too-distant future if he doesn't go ahead and get his act together in chicago so i I just think at some point in time chicago is going to have to make a move for the future and the future may be sooner than mitchell trubisky thinks completely agree we'll be right back with more fantasy football check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse One of the things that you wanted to talk about is the possibility because these owners are getting together and they're talking a lot about what they want to do for the season. They talked about expanded games. They've also talked about expanded playoffs, an expanded playoff structure. I'm eh, kind of meh on the expanded games or the expanded season per se. One of the things, though, I am, I guess, very much – from what I've been able to you know, reflect on as a football fan, I think I'm, I'm actually leaning towards an expanded playoff structure because getting more teams in there, for the most part, there are some quality teams that are left out of the mix each and every year trying to vie for that wild card spot. So I think an expanded playoffs might actually be a good thing for the NFL.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, you know, you hear the, the, the knock on the NBA and the NHL is that too many teams make it and the playoffs are so long, but in this case, if you look back and we had extended expanded playoffs this past season, the Rams would have made it with a nine and seven record. And you know, the, the cynics will all say, Oh, a seven and nine teams going to get in like the Seahawks did um, 10 years ago or too many eight and eight teams will get in. But, uh, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily always going to be the case. You will have those outlier years. What's interesting is that only one team's going to get a buy now. So you're going to see teams play super hard to try and get that by. So they don't have to play wild card weekend. And then on top of that, maybe teams might not be resting guys as much as you see down the stretch, especially in the last game of the year. So that could make the week 17, even more interesting instead of kind of the dull ones we've had from time to time. But, uh, In general, I mean, that means, I I believe it's something like 43% of teams in the NFL will now make the playoffs. I'm fine with that. It gives us an extra game that first weekend instead of just the perennially boring Houston Texans home wildcard game on ESPN announced by uh, (laughs) Tess and Booger, right?
0: Yes, this is true. Although the way that Bill O'Brien's doing it with his totally awful trade that he just made, he might not even be getting that far up next season
1: I, I agree so maybe a colts home playoff game there you
0: go there you go but yes i think that there is room for another set of teams because you and i see it yes well one conference does have like a seven and nine or an eight and eight team that's you know a team in, you know, fighting for that wild card playoff spot that's just not really that great there usually is on another conference a team like that's a 10 at six or nine and seven who has like a, usually a decent run or maybe is a, was a good team that started out very strong that fell on hard times, usually there is at least one or two teams that are in the wild card hunt that don't get a chance to make it that you could say to yourself, hey, they would have a chance to go at least a game or two in a playoff structure.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I remember years past where the Giants had a 10-6 and six record and didn't make it, or maybe you got a team that – Gets super hot. I mean, I'm really dating myself. But when Vinny Testaverde got hurt with the Jets and Parcells last year, there, and then he finally figured out that Ray Lucas of my uh, alma mater, Rutgers Scarlet Knights, is a better starter, and they went on a run to go eight and eight and just missed the playoffs. You want a team like that? Yeah, maybe they got a 500 record, but you know, down the stretch in December, they they were a team to be reckoned with. You want to see those stories? So, and that's the other beauty about the NFL: the number one seed isn't automatically going to win it all so uh you know, look at the ravens this past season i think it makes for interesting storylines and that's what we like about the nfl that's what we
0: like about it indeed once again i'm talking to chris ardieri from inside sports you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today on the twitter at chris l sports my friend one of the things we talked about earlier we mentioned real quickly was the nfl draft i guess the question is now is the NFL draft going to take place? Should it take place? And where should it take place? For me, I think at this point in time, it's probably best that it still takes place when it does, just as a distraction for NFL fans. But having it here in Las Vegas, even in the studio format, seems like a waste of time. Just put it right into the offices or the, you know, the closest studio you can to where the NFL makes its home. I think that would be good and, You know, you don't have to have everybody there in a green room or anything like that. You could have a minimal amount of people, so you get there's very little exposure to the virus. You could have everybody on a Zoom or some type of teleconferencing type scenario. I think it's probably the best way to go. I think there still should be a draft that takes place just as even a distraction for even a day or two from what's going on from this terrible coronavirus.
1: I agree with you, Gerald. I know Adam Schefter really went out there on a limb, considering who his employer is and how the uh, league frowns upon ESPN guys, women being outspoken about their league. But uh, I get his point. Look, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of death and sadness and, and just chaos going on in New York. So maybe you don't hold the draft there at league headquarters. But but like you said, we need this for selfish reasons. I think it'd be great. It would keep. Uh, people's minds off of just all the 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 illness and unhappiness going on in this country the 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 news believe me isn't bad so for us to be distracted by a good uh two days of ESPN the NFL network carrying this who cares if the guys can't get up there and shake hands with Goodell they'll they'll do it at some point I mean I'm old enough to remember old school NFL draft where uh Pete Rosell would get up there at a podium and announce the uh announce the pick and everyone would overreact and maybe they get a player on the phone. So I'm fine with that. And with technology, we can, like you said, Zoom or Skype players in as they get drafted. I think it'll be great. And um, you know me, Roger Goodell, uh, I I always like to talk about what his real motivations are. We know their money. Can you imagine, Gerald, the ratings this draft will get now at the end of April, the amount of uh, advertisers who would line up because there's just no sports going on? Look what happened with free agency, the frenzy it created. I mean, every sports talk show in America was happy. They had able to talk about Tom Brady for a good week. So I think it'd be good for, for the country, sports fans, and for the league too. I mean, um, they'll have the market cornered for a good couple weeks leading up to and then after the draft, all the armchair analysis. And uh, by the way, I, I, hope, uh, I hope Adam Schefter doesn't lose his job, but I'll, I'll – place odds at three to one that we'll see him on the nfl network come september what do you think (laughs) that's definitely a possibility you know espn when it
0: can give you the cold shoulder or when it gives somebody that works for them cold shoulder they can really do it i say at this point in time it's something that they're going to definitely look into doing i think it's probably the best move financially for espn but it's also the best news for people out there that can actually enjoy what's going on Is you know at least some type of distraction and you've seen i'm sure you've heard the news out there that overall viewership is up not only with streaming services that are up 22 percent over what it was last year but also with tv with several shows that are out there having their season or all-time series highs because of what people are now able to do and just staying at home and watching television so now would be as good a time as any to have the nfl draft so I am in favor of it as long as you keep it controlled in a safe environment for everybody working the scene down there at the at the NFL draft.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's a shame it would have been a great show in Vegas and I was looking forward to it, but they can bump it to next year, I'm sure. And uh frankly, Gerald, some of these years I think they've gone a little bit overboard. I like that they rotate it in different cities, but they've got like bands playing and fans screaming outside, and while it may be good for the local economy and fans of that city i i, I don't know i feel like i'm just kind of at a concert and nfl draft is going on at times
0: well that's something to definitely look into i think that esbn is going to go ahead and do it i think they're going to go ahead and show it off and i cannot wait for the nfl draft at least some type of diversion or some type of distraction for nfl fans out there something to rally around or get behind at least for a moment in time while we try to distract ourselves and do what we can to conduct social distancing and just stay at home and try to do what we can to play our part in defeating this terrible virus that's out there.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I think they are going to go forward with it. I I don't feel like the NFL's dug in. I I feel like you said, there's a vested interest, not only for football fans, but TV. I mean, it's great that ESPN has been running classic games at eight eastern five pacific all week but i don't know about you i'll turn in look at part of it like that epic rams chiefs monday night game but i don't think that'll move the needle as much as an nfl draft in a normal year like, given the fact that we're all homebound i think they uh, they see the potential for huge ratings absolutely my friend
0: we may be headed to the replay booth but we'll be right back with inside sports fantasy football for the latest news and information, analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break Podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. But before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and ask you one last thing. I mean, it is still technically the free agent period, although most of it has died down. Although there are some names out there, like, for instance, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, who are still trying to find new homes. I want to hear your thoughts on the best below-the-radar free agent signings or trades or something that may have gotten maybe a little bit under the radar that, you know, people just didn't hear about too much, but that really gave you a lot of good
1: impressions. Sure. So in addition to the Kyle Allen trade, which to the, the Redskins, which uh, we'll, we'll see what moves come further down the line, but keeping things as is, I think he could be a good backup there, but there were two signings that stuck out to me and I thankfully caught them on my, uh, my alerts at some point, they, they fell below the radar just scrolling through to see who had signed at one point last week. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give a tie to two. The, uh, the Cowboys bringing in, uh, former Rams kicker Greg Zerline, you say, wow, a kicker, Chris, who really cares? Well, anyone who's a Cowboy fans and fan knows they, that team has issues with kickers throughout the years. So if Greg DeLeg, as they call him, is indeed healthy and can hit from long range like he did here in L.A., I think that's a good signing for Dallas. And then secondarily, uh, we talked about him on this podcast as a fantasy option. Down the stretch, Jameis Winston was thrown to Brashard Perryman down in Tampa. The New York Jets signed him. And when you consider Robbie Anderson left, I believe he went to the Panthers. I think that's an upgrade there at that position for the wide receiver for the Jets. I really like what he did. We, we think Sam Darnold's got some uh, ability there. He's got some upside. I think he's a good target for him. So will he do as well as he did in Tampa? Remains to be seen. But if Adam Gates is the quarterback guru that he uh, that he uh, apparently thinks he is, I think that's good news for Perriman, uh, especially if you're in a fantasy league looking for some sleeper wide receiver help
0: sounds like a plan to me and there's going to be some good options hopefully that are out there still but you're right that is an excellent under the radar signing uh, under the radar type maneuver or transaction that I think a lot of people didn't actually catch but I agree with you on that and in the case of Zerline I really like that Uh, I think that's something that he provide for a, a football team is his kicking ability. I think that was something that was missed. Uh, you know, people, I think when they go ahead and they don't look at like fantasy football, when we're playing fantasy football, we often overlook the kicker position. To me, it's something that I, I weigh a higher importance on sometimes than some other individuals that's out there because I think that if you have a consistent kicker week in, week out, he can provide you something that may help you out if you don't have, let's say, maybe one of the best positions or wasn't one of the best or top positions at tight end, or maybe you don't have the best defense in the world. A kicker can make up for a lot of those mistakes, a lot of those shortcomings you have on your total roster.
1: Completely agree. As uh, an owner, had Harrison, Butker as his kicker this year. I mean, uh, he was a huge help for my team that ended up winning that particular league. Had Justin Tucker in previous years. Don't ever sell a kicker short. Don't ever sell a
0: kicker short, indeed. Well, my friend, it's been great talking to you, as always. But before we head on out, I know you can't exactly give an underdog for this week's doghouse. But I miss having it on. So for <laughs> anybody out there, let's just go ahead. I know we always give you a time to do your doghouse and the time to do your last thoughts. Why don't we, come, you know, why don't we combine them and make it into the doghouse thoughts? from chris sardieri for this week
1: one thing i'm getting back into realizing that uh, we, we likely will have the draft in some form or fashion I'm just listening a little bit to to serious xm today the chatter about the draft you know there's kind of these doubts about tua and where he'll end up will joe burrow go number one so i like that all the buzz and the fake information's flowing around this and that um i i do think that uh the Dolphins ironically had this tank for Tua mentality and they ended up winning a few games and getting a huge upset over the Patriots. Will they take Tua? I don't know, but uh, hard to believe this time last year that I would say this, but Tua is kind of this underdog in the draft. No one knows how he's healing because no one physically can get in front of him to see how, how he's recovering or how his mobility looks in person. But I think if he does fall past the Dolphins, I think a team will be really happy to have him. Uh, will the, will if he falls to the chargers, like I had said earlier, do they take him or, or do they pass on him in favor of Justin Herbert? I'm not quite sure, but there have been guys that have come out with injury concerns before. And while I don't know if this will really significantly affect to his mobility long-term, the guy can play football. And if he hadn't got hurt, I'd really venture to say, I, I think it's a toss up between him and Burrow at the top of the draft. So uh Um, what would he say to a tongue of as my dog house or underdog pick of the week. Uh, Keep your eye on him. I think long-term, some team's going to get happy. I do feel that the dolphins are putting out a lot of smoke signals and they're probably salivating for the giants to pick some left tackle that won't amount to anything. So they can snag him with the next pick. (laughs) That might be the (laughs) case. You
0: you have such a very low opinion of your giants. At times, it's kind of funny. It, it makes me laugh. I, just thinking about it. Sometimes when I see reports of what the giants are doing, I'm like, Chris Artieri is somewhere on this planet, just basically <laughs> shaking his head at this point in time. So I can just I can just see it now. Sometimes when I hear that you know those trades or transactions by the giants come through the newswire.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I wasn't always this way. I mean, I've seen them win four Super Bowls in my lifetime and uh, I know there were some lean years in the 70s and 80s when I was younger but I I gotta listen Gerald I gotta give credit where credit is due and Dave Gettleman might be one of the worst executives in all of sports never mind football and the lack of faith I have in this guy I feel is warranted of my cynicism but a case in point they signed Colt McCoy as a backup quarterback and you would have thought it was like you know they got Cam Newton at uh, 50 on the dollar to back up Danny Dimes, so uh, you know. Yet again, well played, Dave Gettleman. Uh, McCoy could never really crack the lineup at DC, but we're supposed to have him happy holding a clipboard.
0: Well, my friend, it's been great talking to you as always. Like I said before, just cannot thank you enough for stopping by. We'll go ahead and keep producing shows when there's news coming out that I think that both you and I, Chris, want to keep talking about. So we cannot thank enough everybody out there for listening. If you get a chance, please, 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 please leave that five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts. It helps get us more attention out there in the world of fantasy football, and we truly would appreciate it indebted to you. Hopefully, leave us a nice comment as well. We, if it's a question, you can always leave a comment there or a question there, or you can go ahead and send us via Twitter, at Chris L. Sports, also at Inside Sports FF on Twitter, or isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been great talking to you. I hope to see you real soon. I hope there's going to be a lot of news coming very soon so we can go back on the air and tell the people out there exactly what's going on in the world of football.
1: Definitely. Thank you, Gerald. I I always look forward to this, especially during these trying times. Thanks again, and uh, everyone, please... Stay indoors at all costs. If you got to go out, go for a walk in the park like I do with my family. But, you know, it's, it's hard. But in, in the big picture, it's, uh, it's the only thing we can do. And I think it'll pay huge dividends in the future. We're undergoing a lot of pain now. But stay in. Listen to our podcast. Rate us. Whatever it takes.
0: Exactly. Everybody stay safe. Stay healthy. Chris, you and the family still continue to stay healthy and safe out there. And one last thing to everybody out there, please want to go ahead and say thank you to our healthcare associates who take care of us. Big shout out to them and big shout out to anybody out there that's working out there as hard as they can in the midst of all this, whether you're working at a retail outlet, whether you're working for the military, you know, it does not matter. Just we truly appreciate all the efforts that you're giving for the rest of us. We appreciate the sacrifices that you're making in order to try and keep us healthy. And we cannot thank you enough for everything you do from all of us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.